Welcome to Level 7, Episode 393, Iron Fist, Season 2, Episode 9, War Without End. Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Oh, that song is a banger every time I hear it. It just gets me going, gets me excited for the conversation we're about to have. Hey, everybody. Everybody knows me. Everybody, it's your long-term welcome to Level 7 co-host, Agent Daniel Butcher. But as you know, I'm never alone here on this show. No, no, you're not. You're never alone. You've never been alone, ever. Well, and you know what? Who is that voice? Who is that voice real quick? It's Agent Stu from the UPA. Hey. Hey. How's it going, Daniel? Well, I, I find it fitting, Stu, that you say I've never been alone. Because I've really, I don't know if you realize this, but we're coming up on the fifth anniversary of a major it change. Really? It's been five years now. Um, wow. I, as everyone you know, remembers. Five years ago, it was a really stressful and busy time. And uh, my co-founder, Agent Ben's in my life, uh, we had to make decisions. How do we balance things like work? I uh, was taking on some additional responsibilities as a high school lacrosse coach, which, as everybody knows, has gone great. Hey, we've gone to state twice, won a conference. That's awesome. It's been a great run. But what's really weird about that time period is I, I found ways to make this work. I found ways to balance podcasting, keeping up all this content for our fellow agents, coaching, working. I figured it out. You know who didn't figure it out, Stu? No, who didn't figure it out? Ben. Ben did not figure it out. (sighs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, we haven't missed a week in that entire time. Well, you know, I find it really ironic, too. He's never even really come back as a guest host. I mean, the Inhumans launched, and I would have thought he would have gotten really excited about that because I know how he felt about the Inhumans. Maybe done a breaking news episode before that hit on ABC. But where was he? I don't know. I mean, I thought he would have driven to the theater like he used to, right? But no, apparently not. Well, and the weird thing is, is the choice that he made to become a ringmaster of a circus. You know, he's got as many kids as he's got. He's probably already doing that. So it just kind of makes sense in the in the long-term viability of his life. I mean, but financially, do circuses even work nowadays? I mean, I just feel like it's an economic proposition that is a failure. I mean, my 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 only no knowledge of the circus is the greatest showman. And I don't think that's really uh an accurate source so i feel like that's a different time i really do i mean yeah probably i mean i'm I'm just for peanuts at that point i'm just gonna throw out a what if because again i don't know a lot about circus economies but i do feel like in 2023 after everything that's gone on in the last five years group gatherings and etc that they're just not a financial proposition and that the only way a circus is really going to make it is if all the performers are trained to be criminals that steal pickpockets etc from all the folks that go through the door 
I think that's the only way to do it. I think, it, it, tell me if I'm wrong, he might be the ringmaster of a circus of crime. I mean, he is Ben, Ben Avery. Uh, so it does have the ring of Ben, Ben Avery, ringmaster, circus of crime. So it could work. So I think that's what he's doing. Again, we, we just have not heard from him in the last five years. And, uh, and again, and I thank you, Stu. Um, you, we, we had lunch one day, uh, delightful Korean burritos. And, and I was going to walk away and you, you, you made that plea. You made it clear that you would be there for me as you were over the last five years. Yeah, Samantha I was there with the whiteboard. I mean, yeah. everything was planned out. By the way, Samantha's on uh, vacation this week um why she's not here she's really disappointed because again she loves iron fist um almost <laughs> as much as i do she might love it a little bit more than you do well we're gonna find out we're gonna find out as we continue our journey walking through the iron fist the iron fist shield intelligence report all right Stu. let's go ahead and get into our new segment or intelligence report or whatever we call it nowadays um, yes, we've called it the intelligence report for the past five years. You can never remember the name. I don't think I've remembered the name since the beginning. I mean, Probably. that is one of those things that my former partner put together um, before he, you know, hit the road as a traveling archery salesman um, selling accordions and bows. Um, Which I don't know how we worked them together, but he did. And it was amazing. He is he is independently wealthy several times over just for that. Maybe that's how he got into a circus. I mean, if I was indep independently wealthy after winning the lottery and making trillions off of archery and bows, I would get into the circus too. Just saying. Just saying. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into news. We got some pretty big news, news pieces here. Okay. It has been reported all over the internet and, and Samantha, before she went on vacation, sent us this. Um, we've got some upsetting Marvel news, MCU news, which is that all MCU phase five shows are getting disappointing release update from Disney plus in short, if I was to summarize this, no show has been canceled yet. No show has been canceled, but everything's kind of getting pushed back we're going to have to wait longer. We're going to, we're going to get less um we might see some more on you know their their licensing deal with netflix for example because disney's not going to be able to put as much money into uh the mcu and re releasing at the frequency that we've been i mean as you know I, one of my big concerns when disney plus came out Sue, was you know are they going to be able to feed the beast enough and after the first year and a half we got to the point where we were getting two marvel shows a week on disney plus Apparently it's got to slow down. So yeah. again, why, why do you think Disney's slowing these down? Well, unofficially, the rumors I've heard is that they finally came to a deal with Universal to get all of the Marvel characters into the parks in Florida, which if you're going to do that, you might as well just build a fifth gate. So my what I've heard from a couple of other WDW radio shows is that we're getting a fifth gate. We're going to hold back on some cash. We're going to, it's going to be all Marvel all the time. You know, you're going to have Asgard as one and um, you know, uh, New York is one. And, and in those, 
it's going to it's going to be the 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 Marvel universe in a theme park, and it's going to be amazing. That's my that's the rumor I've heard. Of course, Iger never never gives away anything, so you know we'll see what happens. But and that's my that's my that's the rumor. Well, and I mean maybe maybe. I mean, if I was to take a different tact, it could be right at the moment. Streaming's not as profitable as is projected. A major company like Disney's probably having to slash costs. And one of the easiest things to do is to just push things into another financial year. And so, I, I again, I think the reason we haven't seen any cancellations um, is because of the fact they're they're looking to save money by reorganizing the schedule, getting out Samantha's whiteboard. But here's my here's my question as we see this news. If you were to look at one of the shows that's been announced and they're looking for a financial savings, which show do you think is going to get canceled first? I mean, I still don't understand why we have a Squirrel Girl live action show for 15 seasons. I mean, it's already in the can. They've already said this is going to be a 15 season arc. And I'm like, can we really? I'll give you fifteen episodes, Squirrel Girl. But why do we need fifteen seasons? That would be my that would be my choice. I think it's because of the 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 popularity of Hit Monkey. Um, I mean, Hit Monkey did bring all the the boys to the yard. It wasn't my milkshake. You know what I always found weird about Hit Monkey season three. I I get it. Jason Sudeikis is you know in the show. But when they did a Ted Lasso hit monkey crossover, that was real weird. That was real weird. I mean, Ted Lasso's all like positive and hit monkey just kills people. I don't understand. I didn't understand. Yeah, I get it. There's a whole like I'm trying to redeem myself arc in I mean, hit monkey and be being a better monkey. But here's here's what I really want to know, Stu. Does hit monkey even like soccer? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think Jason Sudeikis was going back to the old Michael Eisner ideal, which is um, synergy. You know, if I do one thing, I need to have it give me multiple avenues of revenue, which I'm all for. But I don't think those two things go together. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's move on to another piece of news. Okay. Um, Again, multiple outlets are reporting this piece. Uh, Victoria Alonso has exited Marvel Studios. Longtime producer, been there for like forever. Uh, unlike Ben, she's she's never left. Um, but again, after a 17-year run, which is even longer than this show, she is leaving Marvel. Um, when I read these reports, I see a lot of different things. I think one of the big things that I would say is I don't fully know um, if this was something that was her choice or a corporate choice. This this is kind of tragic. I mean, it's I I have always appreciated her um, her name on things. I, the fact that she's a woman in a very male centric field is very impressive. Um, she's given us a lot of great great movies and helmed them. Um, so I do hope that she is doing something of her own volition and it wasn't something forced upon her. Yeah. Again, reasons for the exit are unclear. Um, 
She was there since they were operating above a Mercedes Benz dealer, which, again, uh, it may have been owned by uh, Mr. Ben Avery, that Mercedes Benz, again, independently wealthy. Um, in Beverly Hills, which is code for Indiana, wink, wink. I mean, every time he said Indiana, I think we all know he meant Beverly Hills. Uh, but again, she's there a long time is a very important woman uh, creator, a very important executive. And again, I, I do hope it is something of her free will. The problem is, is, of course, speculation. We've got the speculation after quantum mania, which in many folks mind underperformed, though. Again, I enjoyed it. It's a comic book movie, for heaven's sakes. What did you expect? This comic book movie. You didn't like Modoc. Wow, they figured out a way to get Modoc in there. Come on. I thought Modoc great. I yeah. it, 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 they definitely MCU'd him. It, it, yes, they did. And and I had no complaints about again. I, he looked weird. He's Modoc. He should look weird. It, um, right. How do you make Modoc not look weird? The character looks weird. And it's then a of weird course character. We do have, you know concerns about the fact that all disney units need to start saving some cash and so perhaps you know again it could be seen as a as a a layoff to do cost cutting so again all the best to victoria alonzo in her future endeavors and i hope she continues to work with super creative people and make super fun projects i don't think she's gonna hurt for a job i mean i think i think she could walk into anybody and be like, I'm Victoria Alonso. And they'd be like, yeah, here, here, do the thing. Whatever you want to do, do. I mean, have I sent out feelers? Does that seat feel hot? The Saiyans do. Just saying. Well, I mean, you could do worse. Maybe, maybe a certain Ben Avery is making a a a competition podcast for us if he's got the time as he's out there you know living his life independently wealthy captaining a a cruise boat i mean (laughs) it is what it is so do we have any more news no, this is it. It's time for us to jump into the mission report. Just jump. Mission report. Oh, Stu. Uh, episode nine. We're getting towards the end. It's been a long road getting from there to here. I feel like in our prior episodes, that sometimes these things have been a delight and sometimes they've been a, just we're like sludging through like swamp and and I don't even know how I'm going to feel about this by the time we get to the end of this mission report, if it's a slog or if it's a delight again. So I don't know. I mean, it's been, these these episodes have been real choppy, like you said, and it's probably been the the most choppy of the Netflix MCU. <sighs> well, and again, well, again, I'm still super glad that this is on Netflix. I know that Disney is, you know. We've got some complicated contract situations going on, and they've got their own streamer now where we've got uh, some other MCU shows, if we even consider this MCU, my friend, at this oh, point. this this is MCU. This is uh, MCU. Well, but, but here's the most important thing. There's a reason why this has to be on Netflix, and we'll get into that. Okay. Um, so let's just jump into it, because this is just silly to me. We start this episode, and Danny takes Colleen into the subways? I mean... I know they're dating, but I mean, do you just 
mysteriously takes someone into a subway without any explanation. It's dark. It's night. And what's he want to show her? The Batcave. Maybe he maybe he wanted to take her for a nice and healthy sandwich and he got lost. Well, I, I think he knows where he's going. I He had a plan and it's dark, mysterious, dusty and dirty. He is trying to be Batman, but really, who isn't? There's no bat computer here. There's no giant penny, but this is clearly his bat cave. Yes. Which leads us to, uh, and I'm afraid this is going to happen a few times this episode. So much talking. Yeah, that's an iron fist thing. I mean, he, I, I would much, usually I like the talky talk instead of the punchy punch. But in this, he's got a fist made of iron. He needs to be punchy punchy. Way more punchy punchy, way less talky talky. I literally said to myself, is this arrow? I mean, <laughs> because Danny's got all the angst and he's got all the drama and everything's weighing down on him. And he wants the iron fist, but he doesn't want the iron fist. And he's trying to force something that's causing him pain on his girlfriend. He has failed the city, though. So it, it could be arrow. Well, how many cities has this poor guy failed? All of them. All of even, the cities. Even All any city in Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, right there. Again, well, for those of you who don't remember, we did talk about uh, his time in Westeros back in episode three, uh, season two of this one. But uh, again, a different man, a different time, and, and maybe even gave us hope uh, for what we were going to see from this Iron Fist. But again, we just got so much talking it I mean, was a lot of talking i give the green screen podcast heck all the time oh yeah i use profanity i mean they're what doing like season eight of legends of tomorrow over there still to this day still up and running and again i tell them all the time these things are so dramatic did william shatter write these and this is how i feel as we introduce just so much pain and talking all the time. I mean, this is seriously, I think it's like eight minutes of straight melodramatic talking. Yeah. It was not, it was not my favorite thing. But it wasn't my worst favorite thing. I mean, it wasn't Batman. You know, at least he at least he wasn't wearing a mask and a cowl. There were no nipples on his on his outfit, unlike George Clooney. I do like the Iron Fist mask, though, and I and I don't feel like we get mask slash hat. I just don't feel like we get it enough here on Netflix. No, no. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, the, the 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 mask and the Iron Fist, and then the Power Man outfit. And I am kind of sad we'd never got to see that together. Well, and, and maybe it'll maybe, happen soon. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, again, as you know, you know, Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage have both been renewed for a new show on Netflix called Heroes for Hire, um, mm -hmm. which, again, I, that's the, the thing I've been excited about since the beginning of these announcements, like eight years ago, that we we're going to get these Netflix programs is if we could have Heroes for Hire and I could see those two see see more than we got out of Defenders. Right. Um, 
but see right. them like on a day-to-day basis becoming best friends, seeing that relationship that we get in the comic books where Danny is watching Luke and Jessica's daughter, where Danny is sometimes making Jessica the third wheel of a relationship. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't like that. She doesn't get too antsy about that. Uh it, you know, and what's great about the Iron Fist series, it's got so many awesome and all of these Netflix series, it's got so many awesome supporting characters. You can bring in Misty Knight, you can bring in Colleen Wing as uh as I said her name wrong. You no, you did, you got it. You can bring her in and and she's you know, all of these characters work really well. And you know, I loved Defenders because it was so exciting and you packed a whole bunch of stuff into eight episodes. And I can't wait to see what they end up doing with Heroes for Hired. I agree. And again, Stu, I'm just gonna remind you, as I've said for years on this program, when you can't pronounce a name correctly, just do it with confidence. Just do it with confidence. Do it with confidence and move on because again. Nobody else is going to pay attention to it. Is it Boba Fett? Is it Boba Fett? Is it Han? Is it Han? Han. Just take the one you like and run with it. There you go. I also hey, appreciate hey. your your love advice, your relationship advice on this podcast. But as you say, supporting characters. Yes. Supporting characters. Again, after our interlude with a few street toughs, which is always an intimidating set of vehicle uh, of villains, uh, we get Joy and Davos talking about the bowl yeah the, they're talking the bowl bowl i mean if, if there's ever been a mcguffin i mean a <laughs> this bowl. is chekhov's bowl it's chekhov's bowl it's gotta be used later this gotta be episode used because yes. this bowl is so important but here's the thing that really kind of sticks out to me about this conversation is not that Joy's called the FBI. And has she really? Has she really sent a street tough to go talk to the FBI? And does the FBI even care? It's the fact that we get so much salty language in this in this section here. Again, not since Jessica Jones have we seen this salty language. Um, which again proves, you know, if we want these darker shows, how do things like how would things like Punisher or Jessica Jones or even this set of profanity even show up on something like Disney Plus, which is strictly and exclusively a family-focused, no-child firewall streaming service. I mean, we've got to have this. Loki is so tame versus the language that we hear here. Well, it does It does raise into question why Iger ended up buying back all of Hulu. So maybe there is an option to have Hulu be a little bit more adult. Well, again, I don't even I don't even bundle with ESPN slash Valley Sports Plus that they've had for the last nine months. I mean, I've I don't bundle like that. I, I get my Cubs feed exclusively as an MLB only feed. I don't bundle that all together. And again, I, I think that wanting to stay very family focused, Disney is making sure they've got these firewalls. And this is why when Joy gets salty, when she's that original comic version from Iron Fist number one, where we, we see Danny taking her on and she gets nasty. This is that Joy. And she's got a potty mouth, Stu. Potty mouth. She does. She does. It's definitely rated uh, M for mature. But again, I'm going to just throw this out. So much talking. Yes. I would rather be rated M for mature because so much hitting. 
Well, again, we do get some hitting in yeah. this episode. I mean, in this scene, that that hitting is like two seconds of screen time. Right. As she as Joy gets pushed off a balcony, clearly she's dead. Is she? Clearly. No. Zombie sit well. <laughs> Zombie sit well. I mean. I have thoughts on zombies sit well. I mean, that series, which has lasted seven seven years and is up to episode issue like 83, as you've seen in all those mission reports that we've put out on it. I mean, I think they brought him back completely resurrected at one point. I think Man-Thing grabbed zombie sit well and made him just a person. Yeah. Uh, it always did surprise me, and Ben never talked about it enough, but when he wrote that three-episode arc about Santa Claus in the middle of that, in the middle of uh, the Howling Commandos, it just, it was, it made me exciting. It was like, you know what, us us geeks, we, we can make it well, buddy. And so, I mean, I've got my autographed copies hung up here on the wall from those three. I always was excited when he drew us in. Yeah. Um, in the back as background characters, the three of us standing there behind Man Thing and Werewolf by Night, mostly because it let us let me know that Finn was still thinking about us, even though he was running a circus of crime. Well, I mean, he was running a circus of crime, but also writing Man Thing. So, I mean, that's how you pay the bills, right? right. And yeah. it's nice to see that he, you know, he helped. He he gave us a little bit of a boost. Our numbers. Hugely increased after the name drop in that in that run of Man Thing Santa Claus. Well, and it's always been exciting for us to be the number seven Marvel podcast on iTunes. Yeah, I, I've always liked the number seven. Um, I feel welcomed by it. <laughs> Very nice. I see what you did there. That you see what I did job. there? It was good. That's good. It was nice. It was nice. So, um, so Joy's been pushed off a balcony. And then Misty's going to do a lot of talking. Which is appropriate for this up for this show. I think they should name it Talking Fist instead of Iron Fist. You know what? You've got away with words. Away with <laughs> words. Makes me a hot mess when I hear that. Just gonna say it that. does make you a hot mess. It Many does. things do. So. Yeah. All right. So we find out a whole bunch about Pauline's mother. That she may have, you know, been a princess or not been a princess. There's a pipeline of people. And again, so much talking. And again, I, I'm really hoping in, in Daughters of the Dragon um, season two um, on Netflix in 2028, we're going to hear more about this um, as Misty and Colleen really explore the past of where her origins are as they really dig into the Daughters of the Dragon. And trust me, we're going to come to that. But uh, again, just I don't feel like it fits here. It's not important here. But one of the great things about these Netflix series is that they drop in little things that aren't important here, but are going to be important later on. You know, when when you had that lawyer from uh, Los Angeles show up in uh, the 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 most recent Daredevil season. And they had a little fling. You know, I wonder where that's going to head. You know, end Again, up. I, I, that was a great, that was an interesting addition, as we talked about when we discussed Daredevil season four. But mm -hmm. I, I, 
again, She-Hulk's got to go somewhere, right? I guess you're right. You're right. She-Hulk and that relationship's got to go somewhere. And and, it, and maybe one of those things they got to figure out is how do you get that lawyer, how do you get her out of California and bring her over to New York? But as I've said before, Stu, and you know this to be true, Matt Murdock is a horrible, horrible boyfriend. So whatever is going to happen is not going to be good for her. Yeah, I mean, but that's part of the, that's part of the relationship status, you know. Relationships, as you've mentioned before, take a lot of work, and sometimes you get a good relationship, and sometimes you get a bad relationship, and you sometimes have to walk through each one to to figure out where you land in the relationship world. All right, so I need to actually come back to this in a minute, and there and Matt Matt Murdoch's bad relationships with girlfriends because you're actually seen away. Okay, I need to back up one second real quick because we talked okay. about da- Daughters of the Dragon. We see Colleen and we see Misty fi- do more talking. So much talking. They come to recognize in this. Is this really the first time we've seen these two have a heart to heart? Because at one point they have this conversation about the fact that they're the most functional relationship that either one of them has. And I mean, is this do is this going to be the beginning of the Daughters of the Dragon? I, again, I don't know. Only Kev Dog knows. Oh, Kev Dog. You keep trying to make him a robot for some reason, but so he's going to. I, Kev I mean, Dog if he is, if he is a super intelligent AI, I would not be surprised. All right, let's punch through. Punch right. through to the next scene. Four Matt Murdock girlfriends. Typhoid Mary. Yes. Yeah, we get she's... some flashbacks. When I say we get some flashbacks, we get some audio clues about some PTSD. But I mean, we don't fully understand where she's at and why she is um, as in crisis mentally as mm-hmm. we think she is. Um, but again... I think that could lead to more stuff because, again, this is a Matt Murdock girlfriend to be. And Matt is a horrible, horrible boyfriend to everyone. They either die or get hurt or he just lets them down. Is this kind of, again, foreshadowing? Is this another one of those moments that we've talked about where they're going to leave us a piece of, of Walker's trauma here? And then it's going to lead into a future season of Daredevil, and Matt's not going to handle it well. I don't think we'd like her when she gets angry, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yeah. there's a lot I mean, of. Go ahead. We're seeing here kind of that military version of her as Walker, but I think that one of the things we have to remember from the comic books as they bring it forward is there's multiple personalities with multiple enhancements and powers. She's not just the soldier type, but she is someone who can, you know, bring out pyrotechnics, for example, create fires, use ESP. She's someone as she searches through personalities, she's going to be very, very well, not going to do well with an unsupportive boyfriend like Matt Murdock. That's true. I mean, Matt Murdock is not a very good boyfriend. You've said it. You know, I've heard it. I've I've we've gone over that a lot. He needs Pro- to. It's probably too much. Again, I, as everyone knows, 
Daredevil always, you know, it never really worked for me, but it did for Ben. Um, Cause he did, he was able to capture season one with us. So. Yeah. I mean, I think Ben really just liked the, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles aspect of daredevil mm. much way more than the actual character development of daredevil. But that's just my impression. I don't know for sure. Yeah. He kept saying things about feet. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know what? Ben always said he always said ninjas make everything better. That was a hundred percent Ben that always said. That. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard you say that at all. I think ninjas are a little overrated, to be honest. I mean, you never even see them on screen. No, you can't never see them on screen. It's, they're like they're John not, Senna. They're not a big CGI effect. No. <sighs> You hear them any, you can hear them if you listen real good, but I don't know, maybe, and that's where Matt Murdock gets, you know, has his, has his day. He can listen real good. I mean, not to his girlfriends, but to like their heartbeats. Well, you'd think that he would know when they were under stress and then he'd be a little bit more supportive. Well, knowing and caring are two different things. All right. All right. We got to keep pushing through. We got to keep pushing through. Hey, uh, we get an appearance with Turk. As he yeah. sells uh, well-priced, overpowered weapons, because you know that's what Turk does. Hey, did we ever talk about the fact that Turk got an Infinity Gem in the comic books? <laughs> I don't ever. Uh, it was weird. He got an Infinity Gem, and then he just threw it in a drawer. And it's like I got a bunch of those. I don't understand why. No, I'm not no. a big comic guy, though. So, well, uh, that is not. I mean, you again. You're re- re- referring to Loki. He actually used and manipulated the, the situation, making himself a major New York crime lord using an Infinity Gem. And I just keep th- thinking to myself, if there's anyone who's going to misuse an Infinity Gem and not do the right thing with it, it's Turk. And that's a hundred percent what happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I did like how that got resolved. Um, it was resolved entirely off screen, and uh, Bucky Barnes just walked in and said, "I got this." So, I apologize. I apologize, Stu. I'm going to go ahead and take my glasses off because I'm going to be quiet. Oh, um, okay. I forgot to point out, uh, and we've not had this discussion uh, in our prior eight episodes about Walker. Okay, I'm going to step back. No, this is this is for you. This is for you. Okay. so do you want to discuss Alice Eve and her time in Star Trek? I know. that. Yes. I mean, that I was going to bring that up. Uh, She she had such a bit part in probably the worst Star Trek movie um, in the last 10 years, which isn't saying much because there's only been three. And. And so she was, it was not a good part for her. She's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I wish that she had done more. And I wish that movie was better. No. And I, again, uh, as you know, I'm, I love Star Trek and talking about it all the time. And again, she's true. She's, you know, being the reboot of a a very important Star Trek two, Star Trek three character. Um, and I really feel like you're right. You like we should have seen something happen with her because of all those interpersonal relationships that we would have seen with Kirk. So, yeah, I mean, when you when you only have uh, three movies and you keep getting promised a fourth movie, but you don't know who's going to actually make it, it's pretty difficult to actually continue that forward. 
I do appreciate that they made uh, her, they brought her character back, but by a different actress on television for CBS Plus. And that's done very well. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. So, well, you know, you know I know you're, you, you do, you do, uh, you do have a lot of intense feelings about the Arrowverse. And I, there's it, only so many verses that you can put your mind and energy into. It is truly my favorite. Truly. Um, yeah. When that last episode of Arrow ended, with Oliver Queen being named the president of the United States and secret envoy to the Galaxy Council. Tears. Just tears. tears. The best part, though, was when the um, resurrected Green Lantern, played by Ryan Reynolds, came back and and, and gave him the, the uh, you know, the, was it a ring or something like that, to send him off on his way to be the galactic representative. That was the best part. The thing that I really found interesting about the whole Ryan Reynolds return, I don't think we've mentioned this before. As you know, on Twitter, he has bashed that movie for years. Yeah. And can I just say, thou protest too much? I mean, so. He does. He does. He does. So, again, when he showed up, it's like, come on, we know you're thinking about this all the time. We're not shocked. Do you think they'll ever get Ryan Reynolds into the MCU proper? Well, I mean, he's been Deadpool. They're the, the most popular of all of the Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. I don't really think they needed to make four of them, but, you know, they did. Well, in that fourth one. Did anybody really want a Deadpool movie that was just Deadpool sitting in a room talking for 45 minutes? A, it was 45 minutes, and they've charged this full amount for that. And if you ever go through and watch that again, which again, it can't be on Disney Plus. It's only on Netflix due to profanity. Right. Uh, Some of what he says in there is truly brilliant. And some of what he... I think... In my heart of hearts, I, I don't know this for sure, but in my heart of hearts, I really do believe our sweet dear Ben Avery sat down and watched that multiple times. So if Ryan Reynolds only made that for our sweet Benji Avery, I believe that that was worth it. Stu, what if? What, what if, if? That is what sent him down the road. To the circus of crime. I mean, I I hope that's not the case, but if it is, you know, maybe he's in a good place, or maybe he's a hot mess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of hot messes, Joy's alive. Oh, shocking! Shocking! I, I... which if a character is alive, you know what that leads to in this episode? Being sad, talking. And being sad. So much <laughs> talking shocking. about being sad. Which then leads us to a transition to another epi- to another scene of wait for it. People talking. Talking. In the community center. So much talking. Because, you know, the hatchets and the tigers are going to finally come together. And sit down and talk. <laughs> Bite with 
Davos's street thugs? Are they street thugs or street youths? They're two youths. Two youths. I mean, so it is plural. So it's definitely youths. So much talking, plan making. Got to get the bowl. Chekhov's bowl. Came back. Got to get that. Colleen does not want the Iron Fist because, again, Danny not selling it. I'm an addict who needs to hit things with a glowing hand. But they make a plan. They're going to take Davos down. All they need is a sedative. And then some magic's going to some plot armor is going to start up for us, too. I'd like to call the community center the magic community center. <laughs> yes. I was Everything just gonna... you need <laughs> is at the community center. Of, of course it is. Student in a very nice drugs? community center. Do you need heavy drugs? Community center. Community center. Do you need a van? Community center. Do you need gold bullion? Community center. Community center. I, everything you need is at the community center. It is literally the answer to every problem from here on in. Whatever you need to do, community center. Do you need a, a warm bed and a nice meal? Don't go to the community center. No, because you're going to be attacked by two street youths. Right. Do you need to be safe from harm? No, don't go to the community center. But if you need, let's say, nunchucks. Community center. Community center. If you need, oh, a Mac from the 1980s in order to do stock trading. Community center. Community center. If you need Jolt Cola. Community center. Community center. Just saying. Do you think that the circus of crime ever hits community centers? I think that's their bread and butter. Everything they need there. It is true. Community center. <laughs> you know what? I think we need to go to the next scene and have the talking in. Go for it. Lead us. So Davos is there. And what are we going to do? Talking. Salty talking. Netflix only Netflix. talking. Netflix only talking. And then let's talk. I I got some questions coming for you. Go for it. I'm ready. Street youth confrontation. BB. The street youth that Colleen is taken under her wing is stabbed by Davos's street youths. And when this happens, Colleen screams. And I have my first, my next question for you, Stu. Ready. Is BB the Colson of Iron Fist and Daughters of the Dragon? Well, this is breaking news. And I don't know if you've heard this, but I have read some deadline um, news articles on this. Do you want to save this for the news report? You know, I think it's fair to just go ahead and drop it. Okay. So. There is a BB uh, eight season television series planned for, um, n- you know, Netflix actually owns a couple of smaller streaming services. They're free TV. They're, you know, 
free with advertising television, but they've already planned an eight season television series starring BB. And really it's all about the good that the community center does. So, so yes. Any, specu- it- any speculation on how BB lives after this fatal stabbing? It's a magical place. Magical plague it might create scars. So it might create scars. They, you know, I mean, you could make it do it in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is pretty, pretty good for that. I, I could think androids. I could think um, space aliens. I could think magical, mystical plot armor. I mean, any one of them. You might use a couple of different ones just to make sure. Maybe he'll start wearing orange and white. Maybe. Maybe. You know, he is, he is, he did get stabbed. So maybe he might shrink a little bit and, and become a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit more overweight, a little bit more spherical in nature. Round, rotund, rotund. I mean, we don't necessarily need to talk about that, but I do ask if he is round and rotund and he does walk over sand, how does he not get sand everywhere? I mean, that's the problem with sand. You get it everywhere. It is everywhere. It is coarse. You can't wash it out. You can't. You can't. Mm. Okay. Next question. So, so lots of, so, so finally, finally with the death of BB, we get some fighting. Fighting? What are we watching? Uh, It's not Iron Fist. Oh, I I did change the channel. Yeah. I mean, it almost felt like as we got into this fight, it's like, finally, we're getting like an episode from my favorite of the streaming shows, Taskmaster. Um, I was like, yes, finally some hitting and some, some martial arts of high quality and, and staffs and all that good stuff. But, but no, we're actually at Iron Fist. I know it's against character in this, uh, in this show since they're not talking, but we finally, we get a lot of fighting. Now, don't worry. Our big climactic moment isn't going to be like a punch or a knockout. It's going to be a sleeper hold, you know, this, right. I mean, we're going to begin a series of sleeper holds, which is convenient since you can now use the community center sedatives and put Davos in the community center van to take him to the creepy tattoo artists because um, we're going to take the Iron Fist away from him using tattooing. It, It is magical. Tattoos are magical. Well, I've got two questions specifically about the tattooing for you. Okay. So uh, it feels to me like this is just a little too easy. Take a magical, mystical martial arts power via a tattoo. And I think about things like Harry Potter and the Elder One, the Mandalorian slash Star Wars and the Darksaber, where you've got to win these things. Doesn't it seem to be a little easy just to take it with a tattoo? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if everybody who got tattooed also got an iron fist, I think tattoo artists would would be a little bit more in demand. You say that, but again, Danny, for the first 35 minutes of the show, made it clear it every time he talked that the iron fist is a pain. So would we really want the iron fist? I don't know. I don't Colleen wants it now because BB's dead. Well, now she wants now. it. Now, 20 minutes Coulson's ago, she's like, now. no, no. 
It's like, give me the ring now. She wants to have the ring now. Yeah. So I just think, I just think that that's a little. So number two question here is we think about tattoos. Um, I don't have one. I've been thinking a lot lately about a tattoo. Um, You know, Ben, he had the mystery machine with flames coming out of it. Um, Which, again, it was really cool. Um, I cannot believe he laid down long enough to have his entire back covered with the mystery machine. Um, And the flames had to have hurt. I mean, because it was, again, it's all filled in with red. But if you had a tattoo, suit, what would yours be? Hmm. Yeah, maybe you have a tattoo. I shouldn't presume. I do not have a tattoo. Uh, Let's see. What would my tattoo be? I'd probably get... I'd probably get the words and and we're recording on video. So I'm showing Daniel, but on my arm from like my elbow to my wrist in big block letters, I'd get hot mess written there so that when I do see Ben again, I can have him read his favorite statement, his favorite words. It I'd have to figure out like the way that I could show my arm to him so that it might be, uh read correctly um so it might have to be backwards on my arm i'm thinking about that as now but uh some i want to get that on my arm so that when i do see ben again he can read his favorite statement he'll say it out he'll scream it he will even when he sees it see me i was gonna go with uh, same spot again arm again um you know like a little jungle cruise boat is what i'd want so that Uh, i could look down at it and think about adventure and fun at the same time and then on the back side of your arm, you would have some water so that you so that show people the jungle cruise. And on the back side, you'd have the back side of water. Yeah. Though I do think that I'd probably put like a little shadow of Dwayne the Rock Johnson behind there. Since again, I mean, Disney at this point has got three jungle cruise movies, the most popular franchise of all time. Out outperforming. I could not believe when. Jungle Cruise 2 outperformed both Avatar and Infinity War combined. What can I say? You're welcome. You're welcome. So, all right. Okay. Back, 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 back. Okay. So, again, more fighting, more fighting. Misty goes and gets joy. Fighting, fighting, fighting. We'll say Misty shows up in this episode. Misty, okay. I really enjoy some Misty Knight. Cannot did wait you? Did you? Yeah, can, can, here's the problem, Stu. Is Misty Knight the worst police officer of all time? I mean, no. Because... Are you sure? Okay. Let, let me go ahead and give you a whole list of things here. Okay. 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 Um, She basically turns a blind eye to whatever... Danny and Colleen are planning, which, by the way, most likely illegal. They she at the at the community center of uh, of of requirement. She she literally lets Danny and Colleen take Davos. She lets Ward walk off with joy after he has clearly illegal weapons between him and Walker. And she lets Walker kill a goon. And I, again, I'm going to say goon, not street youths here. He seems a little older, like he might not be a minor. So he's a goon. Let's. She literally lets Walker kill a goon in front of her. And then walks off. 
I don't think she's effective. I don't think she's following the law. Well, she's looking good doing it. So that's all that matters, right? She's looking. <sighs> I mean, did did I just break the secret of of shows for you? <laughs> My problem is, as you say, with intending, you know, you know, Ben intended five years ago to keep on with the show. He intended to do it. He never did. You know, instead, he started that small squirrel refuge in the uh, in the Utah foothills. Which that commute from Utah to Indiana is really long. I don't know how he does it. Well, he's constantly on the road with the circus. So I don't even know how he does both. Constantly on the road. But yeah. So yeah, intent doesn't always fill my heart. I'm just saying. So. Okay. Well, you, this is a thing that you you probably need to talk to a therapist about. You I think Miss really D affected by it. At least needs to be on probation because intentions is not the same as action. No, 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 no. Daniel, she's hot. She will never get in trouble. Don't you? Why am I having to explain this to you? Hot cops don't get in trouble. Hot cops don't get in trouble. So is that why the bad boys always got by with everything? Yes. All right. All right. I mean, that's why when you when you have like um, all of these movies, like oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, Minority Report, right? Minority Report with Tom Cruise and Colin Farrell. Nothing bad ever happened to Tom Cruise because it, Colin, he, no. Minority Report did not have Colin Farrell in it. I think you're misremembering it. That had Will Farrell. Oh, yes. Okay, you're right. Still, still, Will Farrell at the time was a very attractive man. Not so much anymore, but at the time, was a very attractive man. And that's why he got away with it. No, oh, he did get away with a lot. All right. So Cole, we go from the worst cop in the New York Police Department, Misty Knight. We go back to uh, our tattoo session. Danny, uh, uh, Colleen asked the question to Danny, is this going to hurt? Well, if you were to ask that question pre-tattoo, what do you think you would say? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. so yes. I, I mean, Danny's quite, okay, I don't think Danny's really selling you should take the iron fist because he's like, oh yeah, it's going to hurt. And let's just remember, this tattoo has the blood of their enemy and the skin of a boyfriend in it. Right. I mean, and he had to cut the skin off himself. So like it hurt there. Like. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Mean. You Maybe know what else? Time I Go ahead. I was going to say, I also don't understand. She gets the tattoo. It's it. She's getting, she gets her dragon and then she hulks out. That was eyes turn green. That's hulking out. Right. It was weird. That was weird. Maybe that's when Matt Murdoch is going to show up later on and like, Ooh, Hey, Hey, you know who could use Matt Murdock? Bad cop Misty Knight. He's going to need her. Yeah, he's going to need her. The other, you know, punk kids who, who have spider powers get to use Matt Murdock, too. And that's pretty cool. I, you know, him and Miles, Miles Morales. Yes, those I like that pairing really much. I yeah, like I mean, 
We've gotten what? We've got three Miles Morales Spider-Man movies now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Way Home. What was the last one again? No Way Home. We've got the Homecoming. Oh, no Way Home. Uh, yeah. No it's Way early. to the Subway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when Will- Willem Dafoe showed up in that third one and talked about the different multiverses, and we got three different Miles Moraleses on set at the same time, that was it was so good. I mean, it was very good. I, I may have I may have literally made audible noises in the movie theater when I saw that. It still impacts me to this day. So yes, because you can't go to the movie theaters anymore. Well, they asked you they asked you politely not to. We've talked about this, Daniel. As long as I keep choosing new theaters, <laughs> they don't have a picture of me behind the counter. That's true. That's true. And and disguises. Disguises. I mean, yes, disguises and and new pictures. Are, you know, you know, theater. as you know, I'm a hat guy. I've said it many times. Ben was never a hat guy till now because he's got to wear his ringmaster top hat. But maybe he's into hats now. I'm sorry. I, I keep coming so. back to Ben. I miss him. I miss him, too. I, I, I miss listening to you guys. He made choices. Not me. I didn't make any choices. I mean, what if we had both stayed? Who knows? So, it, you know, it may not have I, I don't think we'd have covered all of the Netflix stuff in as, in as much entirety as we had. Well, and that's the thing between some Sam's whiteboard and my drive to make sure that we are completion as possible. That really I mean, happened. Samantha's whiteboard has kept us in uh, the best of states. We could not be doing anything without that whiteboard. So. Again, I hope you're having a great vacation right now, my friend. Great yes. vacation. All right. So we got a tattoo, and clearly the Iron Fist is now Colleen because she feels different. Well, and, everything, and everything's going to yeah. be fine. Everything. I mean, they do have to get Danny off this season because he is going back to Westeros. I don't know how they're doing it, but they, you know, they have him going back. So. I, I still argue that he could probably handle both shows at the same time. It's not like they're they're doing 13 episodes. I mean, it's not like they're doing 22 episodes of both of them. I mean, it's what, 10 episodes, eight episodes here and there. I mean, come on. Come on, Finn. Make this work. So it would be nice. All right. So everything we feel like it's over. And, and as the viewer, we think, oh, someone's got the Iron Fist now. Then. Davos, the master himself, opens his eyes. And he's got a glowing hand. Did the tattoo not work? I don't know. And you know what I'm waiting for right here? What? Talking. The master does like to talk. The master does like to talk. And what's the biggest surprise is we actually don't do... 18 minutes of talking. We get into a fight. Danny with a sword. Cause he, you know, no more fists for Danny. Colleen with glowing white hands. That's not a color we've seen before. At least she's not a Hulk anymore. And here we end this episode in a stalemate, a standoff as we get ready for our season finale. Of Iron Fist season two, which we will, of course, do pick up next week. 
Bum-bum-bum. So here's the question. We've, we've done this episode now. We're nine episodes in. I, I don't want to get a full your reaction to the entire season yet. I don't think that's that's fair till next week. Um, but let's like we've done with the other eight episodes of Iron Fist season two. What is your feeling about this episode? I really appreciate how all the talking was in. And I know it's a little antiquated for some for some viewers, but it was an iambic pentameter. So that was a really impressive feat um, for the writer to write and for the actors to act. So I, I'm going to give it um, a solid four out of five iron fists. Um, my issue is with that, by the way, is they because in order to keep that scheme going, they had to use the word duck way too uh, too often. In right. order to make kind of that rhyming feel work with all the salty language. That's um, true. So, and you know how I feel about talking. I'm not always the, the most paying attention guy in the world. I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Talking is just way too much. For me. So I'm going to give it. And again, my expectations are always really, really high on Iron Fist. I'm at two, two white glowing fists. Out of how many? 103 that is um that is high praise for you daniel it's yeah. high praise yeah so all right everybody we're gonna get out of our uh mission report we're gonna go to our field report next but again be here next week when we finalize we get to the finale of season two of iron fist cannot wait well Sue, it's that time again that was a great episode as always you can find us all over the internet at places such as welcome to level seven.com. We, you can find us under that name at Twitter, at Facebook. You can find us in our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast RSS, Android, anywhere you pretty much can get a podcast, including that direct download to your brain uh, that comes through uh, Google's main headquarters via Zoom technology. You can find us in all those places. Otherwise, Stu, is there any way they can specifically find you? Yeah, I'm at uh, multiversestu.com, and uh, I look forward to hearing from everybody. Yeah, And I'm uh, writing about Disney books on the side at betweendisney.com. It always seems to be about Disney books. Uh, and uh, again, welcome to the multiverse. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Great episode. Thank you again, Stuart, Samantha. Now it's time for the post credit. So Samantha, go ahead and ask the question. Samantha, it's time to ask the, the Hamilton question.
Okay, if you don't want to, Stuart, you can. Oh, nuts. They're, they're disconnected. Must have something to do with that weird whooshing sound and the strange light waves that were like passing in front of my eyes. I thought I was just having a stroke or something, but well, the recording's intact, it looks like. So I'll just use that recording and um, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's the episode. Uh, yeah, I'll just have to contact them on Facebook or something and see what they want to do about this. Actually, I don't have time. This is supposed to go out on April 1st. And so I'm putting this out. Um, I'm not even gonna have time to send this to Samantha to edit it. So I'm just gonna have to just run it through the the leveler and process all the data and then get this thing out there. But that was a really great episode about She-Hulk episode nine. So everyone who's listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, that's, well, that's strange. We recorded for 90 minutes. This episode's only an hour. Uh, maybe, maybe I missed out on something. All right, I'm just going to post this thing.